Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. The God of miracles. Man. Do do me a favor. I want you to get out your phone or your notepad. And I just want you to jot down a couple things that you need God to do. Maybe you don't have enough space on your phone. You might not have enough data. But I want you to write down because I want you to keep track of what God, listen to what I'm getting ready to say, of what God is getting ready to do. Let me say that again. I want you to write down some things that you need done in your life, some miracles that you need to happen, and listen to me. And I want you to begin to scratch off as the series goes of what God is about to do. I'm not saying like he might do it. I'm not saying it's a possibility that it could happen. This is not my language, this series. I'm telling you that God is about to do it. Okay, let me talk to this side of the room. I'm telling you that God is about to do it. So my prayer during this series is that we allow the Holy Spirit, which is his job, to reveal Jesus to us in a way that we've never seen him before. I want to start reading in Matthew. Matthew chapter 13, verse 54. And this is, I believe... Oh, a lot of our problems here in this text. In this text, um, it's the same. It records it the same in Mark, but I want to read this to you. I believe they put that scripture on the screen. Matthew chapter 13, verse 54 through 58. It's the, I'm reading out the ESV version. It says, when Jesus arrived in his hometown of Nazareth, he began teaching people in the synagogue. Everyone was dazed overwhelmed with astonishment over the depth of revelation that they were hearing. They said to one another, where did this, where did he get such great wisdom and miraculous powers? They were in awe of his teaching. They were in awe of what this man had to say. Verse 55, this is where it all changed. Isn't he just the woodworker's son? Listen to me. They were all excited. They were all astonished. They were dazed. They were amazed. They were in awe. They had a wonder in their eye about the person who was teaching them. But at first 55, everything changed. Isn't he just the woodworker's son? (laughs) Isn't his mother named Mary and his four brothers Jacob, Joseph, Simon, and Judah? And don't his sisters... Don't they all live in Nazareth? How did he get all this revelation and power? Verse 57. And the people became offended and began to turn against him. And here's the problem. Jesus said, there's only one place a prophet is in honor, is in his own home, his own town. And their great unbelief kept him from doing any mighty Miracles in Nazareth. If I want to give this a title, I I like to title it, It's Just Jesus. Think about that. Anytime you put a just before a name, you belittle it. (laughs) 
Anytime you put a just before the name or the suggestion, you make that thing seem really small or familiar. Isn't it possible that we've become too familiar who we should be in awe about? It's the God of miracles. They, he just came for performing miracle after miracle. In Mark chapter 6, it records it the same way. Mark chapter 6, it talks about he had just came from delivering the 12-year-old girl from death. He had just came from doing miracles all over the world. But soon as he gets to Nazareth, people at one point say he's amazing, he's brilliant. But then it says, oh, that's just Jesus. Ain't that T.T. little brother? Ain't that little Sally's brother? Ain't though his mama work at uh, uh, the Piggly Wiggly? I believe that is a lot of the problem with America, with our churches, is that we've become too familiar with the one that can do the miracle you're needing to be done. How can you pray and patronize a person at the same time? Whew. How can you pray to the God of miracles and then don't believe in the one that you're praying? So many times we pray to him while we're trying to answer our own prayers. Do you believe or no? Do you really believe that he can heal cancer, yes or no? Do you really believe that he can cause your eyesight to be restored in the blink of an eye, yes or no? Do you really believe that he can take your financial position in your life one way and turn it around the next day? Yes or no? This is not a middle of the road thing. It's do you believe or not? Is he the God of miracles for others? You know, a lot of times we can say, well, he did it for them. I don't really know why he ain't doing it for me. Oh, he, he healed them, why not me? Can I make a suggestion to you? It's, it's no different than me saying, I made this cake, but it didn't turn out like that one. That means you are missing. <laughs> You're missing ingredients. Why doesn't it taste like that cake? Because you're missing ingredients. People, do we really believe that he can make one short leg the same size as the other? See, the problem with the people of God is that we have not seen enough and we've read a lot. The problem with the people of God is we're reading so much and we have not seen it manifested before our eyes. The song says, I believe he's the wonder working God. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Can you, let me tell you something about that language. Don't you tell me he can't do it. If somebody's telling you, don't you tell me he can't do it, it's because it happened to them. You can't convince me that God is not a miracle worker if he performed miracles in my life. Whoo, I feel something shifting in here. Listen, I'm trying to engage you. I'm trying to get, bring you into an invitation, into a place of intimacy where you know, and your language becomes, don't you tell me that he's not a way maker. No, no, no. Don't you tell me that he cannot take my blind eyes and allow them to see. Don't you tell me he cannot take my deaf ears and open them up. Don't you tell me. How can you tell a person who's deaf that can now hear that God is not a miracle? Oh, I can't. I need somebody to help me. This is not about... 
just physical miracles? The fact that you're sitting in the seat that you're sitting in. <laughs> the fact that you did not, where you were not born a Christian. Let's, let's take inventory. Let's go down the museum of your life. What has he brought you from? What kind of stuff has he brought you out of? What kind of things you know you should have been caught up and entrapped in, but the God of miracles reached down and pulled you out? What kind of stuff? <laughs> I don't know if I'm by myself, but the greatest miracle is the miracle that he does in a heart that nobody can see. I can't tell you the amount of miracles that are in this room that he took your heart of stone and he began to turn it into a heart of flesh. You praying for your loved ones? They need a miracle. You praying for your coworkers? They need a miracle. You praying for your sons and your daughters? They need a miracle. But how can you tell somebody about a miracle if you yourself don't even believe or if you've watered down the miracles that he's done in your own? See, the problem was, it's like, well, we forget how good he has been to us if we haven't seen his goodness in a while. See, a lot of us are looking for him to do the same thing he did years ago. He's looking to bring you, you, you pray. Well, God, you did it like this last time. You're too familiar with him. <laughs> you're too familiar with what, the way you think he should deliver you or the way you're expecting him to do a miracle in your life. But can I tell you, when we pray to him and we ask him to perform a miracle, newsflash, we don't get to tell him how to perform. You're too quiet in here for me. I understand that seeds are falling. I understand that faith is rising. I understand that God is doing something in the hearts of his people. But I guarantee you, as this series goes on, you're going to start crossing off some of them things on your list. You're too good to not believe. All the miracles I've seen, you're too good to not. I've seen metal plates dissolved. I've seen dry bones come to life. I've seen them dead. Right? Once you start singing, I guarantee you, if you get that song, and this is what I want you to you're too good to not believe. And I want you to start writing down some of the things you've seen. Because a lot of times you just need to remember. It's easy to forget when you're in the thick of it. Right in the thick of it. It's easy to forget how powerful he is when you're in a powerless situation. But I want to help somebody. I want to help all of us. That God... He performs miracles in people's lives that aren't trying to perform their own miracles in their own lives. It can only be one God. It can only be one God. But sometimes we believe more in the miracle that needs to be performed than we do in the miracle worker. Sometimes we have so much equity and faith in this sickness and we talk about the sickness all day. We talk about it all day. That's our confession. That's everything we read. We're on Google. I need to read about this sickness. Listen, if faith come by hearing, the scripture is just not true for one thing. Whatever you hear the most is what you'll have faith in. <laughs> I'm, te I'm teaching good. I'm teaching real good. I'm telling you, 
God is coming after your hearing and your sight. Revival has to first come to people who hear the sound. <laughs> who hear the sound before they see the manifestation. I hear an abundance of rain, but I don't see it. <laughs> I hear the abundance of rain, but where's the rain, people? Somebody say, it's coming. My miracle, somebody say, it's coming. It, it, it's coming. It's, it's coming. It's on its way. I'm trying to help you to change how you're talking. It is on its way. It is on any day now. Well, I feel the glory. Any day now is coming. When I wake up in the morning, it's probably going to be here. By the time I get home, there's going to be a change. All right. By the time I wake up and I get to that place of employment, God is getting ready to turn. Oh, wait till the next doctor's visit. Something is getting ready to be different. Huh? See, and I understand that sometimes it's hard to clap because you're trying to believe. I want to believe. God, help me believe. Sometimes you're just so inundated with where you are that it's hard to see what he's calling you to. They got the revelation. They were astonished. They were wowed. They were just excited about what he was saying. Then they got so familiar with the God of the universe. You know, the Bible talks about, well, not the Bible. There's a saying that said the only closed mind for a believer is between the ears. Well, let me say this. The only closed heaven for a believer is between the ears. You don't understand how open the heaven is really is above you. Because your mind, your mind gets in the way. But the Bible says you have to be like a child to receive this kingdom. I can remember when I was younger. And I don't know, you can talk about me if you want. We all had imagination when we were younger, right? Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Come on now. Come on. Online. We all had an imagination. When you're younger, and at that point, your imagination is excusable. Nobody thinks that you need any kind of medical attention. So I had, I'm not going to tell you how old I was, but I was an age, and for years I had an imaginary friend. His name was Mr. Periwinkle. I'm being vulnerable right now. Online, listen to me. His name was Mr. Periwinkle. You couldn't sit in his seat. If it was four people on a team, he was the fourth. There's no room for another. People are like, I want to play. No, Mr. Periwinkle, he's here. He's present. I was very bold with it. I was like, you only got three people. No, I don't. You just don't see him, but he is here. We're eating at the table. This seat, he's, don't sit on Mr. Periwinkle because he's sitting right here. Don't sit. Oh, my God, you sat on Mr. Periwinkle. Get up. Everywhere I went, he was with me. Everything I did, nobody could tell me that he was not there. Nobody can tell me he wasn't present. I don't care if you didn't see him. Y'all tracking with me? I don't care if you didn't know where he was. I knew that he was always where I said he was going to be. And you couldn't convince me that I didn't have Mr. Periwinkle with me. But the older I got, you think that would have been accepted? No. At some point, I would have been checked in somewhere. 
But it's no different than having the God of miracles with you everywhere you go. You can be in the hospital room on a respirator, but I guarantee you can nobody tell you that the God of miracles isn't with you. You say, I don't care what you say, he's in the room. I don't care if I'm getting ready to take my last breath, that if he's in the room, you can't tell me that he's not here. I don't care if I'm at the last month of my mortgage and they say you're going to get foreclosure. He is with me. Jaira is with me. Rafa is with me. I don't know who you need. I don't know what you need, but he is with you. Can I just tell you, you just got to be crazy enough and convinced enough that he's with you no matter what the situation. Why do they call him the God of miracles? if you wouldn't need a miracle. Miracle would suggest that you're on the last leg. How many people just say, you know, I need a miracle. I need a miracle, right, Jay? Whatever in your body, financial, socially, emotionally, it doesn't matter what it is. But I hope that's what you've written in your phone. There's another scripture here, I believe it's in Jeremiah. Let's put that scripture up. I hope you got it because I forgot what it was. It's in Jeremiah, I believe it's 35, 27 or something, but it says, is there, here it is, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. No, 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 I want you to get this in your spirit. I am the Lord, the God of all mankind is anything too hard for me leave that scripture right there i want you to keep looking at that scripture and i want you to look at what you wrote down on your phone i am the god i am the lord i'm the god of all mankind is anything too hard for me some translation to say is there anything too hard for god I don't care how great of a miracle you need, your greatest miracle is not greater than that man on there. I don't care how tight your situation is, he's telling you, I'm the God of everything. I'm the God of your greatest obstacle. I'm the God of your greatest challenge. Is there anything too hard for me? Can you answer that question? Is there anything too hard for your God? Online, is there anything too hard for your God? I'm going to ask you this again. I want you to think about it. Is there anything too hard for God? And let me ask you this. What have you said? God, I don't know if you're going to be able to do this. I don't know if I'm by myself. I've said that before. God, I don't, this is real bad. I don't know if you can do this. I've said that before. I don't care. It's human. You're in situations in your life sometimes, you're like, I don't even know if you can fix this. You feel like, where you at? You said you weren't going to never leave me, nor you forsake me, but you done bailed on me on this one. You're judging me. I'm just being honest. <laughs> you know, a lot of people in this world, and I'm speaking the language of people, real people right now, who said, God, I don't even think you're there. I don't, I don't even know if you're aware. Here's the problem. A lot of times as Christians, we're not honest enough about our thoughts about what we did. I guarantee you everybody in this room had a point of time and said, God, I don't know if you're going to be able to pull this one off. I mean, you, you said, you, I, I, I read about it, but I don't know, this one might be too hard for you. 
See, I think people think that God is very nervous up there and maybe has little fingernails because he doesn't know what to do. I don't know what he's going to do about this. I don't know. I didn't see, I didn't see this one coming. I didn't see this sickness coming down the line. I, I had no idea. Uh-oh. Well, they're on their own on this one. <laughs> Hopefully it works out. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> we don't even have enough angels for this one. They've been praying. I just ain't answered because I don't know what to say. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm sitting on the right hand. I don't even know how to intercede because I don't, I don't even know how to interpret their tongues. I don't even know what to tell them. I don't even know what to tell the father. I just sit in silence. I can give him a tissue, but that's all I can. I don't know what to do. Can I tell you, he's not doing that. He's not doing that at all. <laughs> he's telling you, Romans 8, 28, count it all joy. <laughs> no, not count it joy. All things are working together for the good of them who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. He's saying, count it all joy when you fall into direct temptation, knowing this is the trial of your faith working. Patience, and let patience have our perfect work, that you may be entire, wanting to wait, I say, on the Lord. <laughs> Don't get weary in well-doing. Why? Why? Why is he telling you not to get weary in well-doing? Why? He said, you're getting ready to reap if you, if you faint. Now, he's, he gives you scriptures on waiting and fulfillment. There will be a waiting period and there will be a fulfilling period. But the question is, is do you have the bandwidth to wait, I say, on the Lord? Listen to this, and be of good courage. He's saying, while you wait, I want you to have, be happy. How can I be happy? It's hurting me too bad, I'm happy. Because I'm happy, clap along if you, I don't want to clap. What's that, I don't want to clap, it hurts too bad. Wait, I say on the Lord, and be of good courage, because he will strengthen thy. He's strengthening your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. You want the God of miracles to perform miracles? All I'm asking you is to believe. He's inviting us into an intimate relationship with him. This is an invitation to come taste and see how good he really is. I'm telling you, as this sermon goes on, I want you to invite people who are sick. I want you to bring people who are far from God. I want you to bring people who need miracles because I'm telling you, God is going to mark us with notable moves of the Spirit. These sermons never come to just come. God is going to do something. Guess what? It's going to begin with the people who are currently in these seats. But can I tell you, don't, don't, don't get familiar with him like he's your little cousin. Like he's your, uh, I'm a friend of God. No, no, no. Don't get too common with this friend. Don't get too chummy and buddy-buddy with this guy. Because the moment you get too chummy-chummy with the person who's supposed to be leading you, you lose respect and honor for the person who has to be leading you. All the miracles I've seen, it's too good to not believe. I believe God is going to show us some miracles so our language can start changing. And I want you to look at your own life. What miracles do you need to be performed in your own space? Mark chapter 6, right before we talked about this, the girl was dead. God brought her to life. He went home, the same God who did those miracles, went home, and the Bible says he did no miracles in his hometown. 
Could that be why you have no miracles happening in your life? Could that be why? Could that be why you don't see him? You know, a lot of times for all the people who just love to read, I don't just want to read this book. I want to see this book. The Bible said the word was made flesh and did what? It start moving among us. So at some point, I don't want to keep reading about blinded eyes being open. At some point, I don't want to keep hearing about the dead being raised in this book because at some point, there has to be a difference from this book and a history book. Can I tell you, this book is alive. You can read history books all you want to. You can read novels all you want to, but this is the only book. Like, baby, this thing can come open. Stuff's going to start happening, but you have to believe. Is there anything? Is there any? I don't care whatever disease you have right now. Is there anything? I don't care what kind of challenges are going on in your life. Is there anything to heart for God? I don't care how far your daughter or your son is away from God. Is there any? You know how far you were from God? It took the whole host of heavens to get you here. You remember you when you were strung out? Come on, I'm talking to some people that were strung out, couldn't stop sniffing, couldn't stop shooting, couldn't stop drinking, couldn't stop. I'm talking to some people who were so far. Maybe they're not in this room. Maybe I'm talking about another church. But you were so far. You were promiscuous. You kept sleeping around. You were lying. You were cheating on your taxes. Oh, God, help somebody right now. You were doing things that you, but, but God performed a miracle in your life. You were a womanizer. You were a cheater. You were stealing. What else? What, what were you doing before Christ that you're not doing now? That's a great miracle. You were in the club every night. Come on, somebody. That was me. Every night I was turning up. Every chance I got online, I was turning up. I'm talking about turning all the way up. I was ready before the club opened. Come on, somebody. I went to sleep. I had my clothes ironed next to me. Woke up, turned my music on. I know I'm not, I'm not probably by myself. I drink a little bit before the club opens, so by the time I get in there, I was already right. I was already ready. Y'all gonna laugh. Oh, fast Isaiah. No, I'm telling the truth. The club should have paid me. I was ready. I was ready. I ain't even need, by the time I took another drink from the club, that just took me way over. Song came off, yeah, I'm in there, right, ready. But then we come to church like, hmm. Hmm. Huh. you weren't like that for the devil, huh? Hmm. I I'm just here. I've been saved forever. Huh? I worship a little bit. I don't want to do all that. Nope. Well, you was in a club, you're like, yeah, eh, eh. <laughs> don't act like you don't know what that is. You're twerking, everything. You were doing everything. Y'all was twerking before twerking had a name. I don't know what y'all called it back then. But whatever you called it back then, it's called twerking now. You know what you were doing. You people in the 70s, you know what you were doing. Woodstock, you know what you were doing. 
Every era is represented in this room. And you weren't ashamed to, 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 to let people know that you lived for the devil. But then we have respect for God. No, I don't want, I don't want to mess with God. Isn't that different? No, I don't, no, no, I don't want to play with God. I don't want to go to church. Mm-mm. Respect. Nope. Nope. Now you come to church and you act like you're doing him a favor. You go out, people got to find, pull your ID out to see you're a Christian. People knew I was far from God. I don't care where I was, you knew I was not a Christian. I'm talking to real people who are watching online. Listen, I knew, people knew that this man needs Jesus. But after that, there's some people who know this man carrying Jesus. There should be a distinct difference, but can I tell you something? Even when I was in my mess, God performed miracles in my life. I don't know who I'm talking to. He performed miracles. You know the prayer. God, if you can just get me out of this, I promise I won't. I know everybody with a beating heart and prayed that in this room. God, I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise if you just give me, God, I promise if you do this for my mama, God, I promise if you, I promise I'll give my life to you, God, if you can just get me home this long night, I promise, I I don't know how I got home, I was so drunk, but God brought me home when I got home. He been performing miracles in y'all little ungrateful lives. But now we serve him? You had enough sense to pray to him then. Didn't we? I can remember being in some trouble. I'm talking about trouble. God, I need a miracle. I ain't been to church since Easter two years ago. God, we gotta, I please perform this miracle. And I had the faith to believe it. I had the faith. Why now is the people of God's faith smaller in him than it was out of him? You had enough sense then to say, well, God, if you can do this for my friend, I know you can do it for me, please. Please, God. I don't know what you're going to do if I don't do this. God, help her not to be pregnant. I'm talking to real people. I'm talking to real people. I'm talking... Listen, you have to speak for the people you're going to have in these seats. Come on, somebody. You got to begin to minister to those who are online, to those that will watch. You almost had some close calls. You almost had some close calls. You almost had some babies. You almost had got killed. You almost had all kinds of stuff. But God did something for you. God didn't let the gun go off. God stopped the bullet from hitting you. I'm talking to people who needed miracles. But now we say, God, I don't know if you can do this. God, I don't. Whew. Well, this is the Christian. Well, if it don't get done, he must don't want it done. And my mama, did you ever say that before? Well, maybe he don't want me to be healed. Maybe this the thorn in my side. Maybe my life's supposed, maybe I'm supposed to be poor. Everybody ain't supposed to be rich. Everybody ain't supposed to be well. Maybe my car ain't supposed to work. Maybe I'm supposed to bus. It's easier for you to say that 
because you don't have to expect nothing. It's easier for to say, well, maybe I should live like this or should be like this because then you don't get disappointed. When the Bible says he won't put you to shame. He won't disappoint you. He won't just leave you out there to dry. I'm telling you, if you believe in great miracles, I promise you your great God is going to begin to perform things on your behalf. Pastor Tom, can you guys come back up? Oh, yeah. There's an ingredient in this room. I believe the anointing is in this room. I believe that faith is rising in the hearts of people. I want you to begin to look at that list. And I want you to ask yourself, what had you stopped believing for? What have you gave up on? Who have you gave up on? I don't care. Listen to me. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care. if the, Can I tell you something? I want to be transparent with you. Can I be transparent with you? Yeah. Can I be? Okay, that's the only way I believe living and expression from this platform. When I got here, listen to me. Uh, since I've been here, listen, please listen to me. Earlier on, I've been here, it seems like five years. I've only been here like nine months or so. <laughs> I got here October the 1st. But... I've had my car repossessed since I've been here. No, 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 all, listen to me. Listen, listen. I woke up one morning. <laughs> no, I'll tell you, here's my journey. When I first got here, somebody keyed my car on my parking lot. I mean, from the Ruta to the Tudor, from the front, somebody just, and every time somebody saw my car, I guarantee you never fails. I'll be driving down the street, my window was down, and it was like, you must have made her mad. Who is her? I don't even know. <laughs> I woke up one morning. <laughs> I woke up one morning. I went outside. Where's my? And you know, you know how it is. If you've ever had a car stolen before, whatever. You're like, well, maybe I didn't park there. So what I did, I started walking down my parking lot, looking for my car. Is it, I, I live right here, I'm all the way down there. And what I did was, <laughs> I went in the house, and I started over. I came back outside. <laughs> Can I tell you the truth? That's how I live my life, I didn't tell that. I came back outside, I'm like, what? And you looking for glass, you're like, well maybe somebody stole it. Ain't no glass, maybe the door was unlocked. I said, what? And I said, what happened? So I called and said, Mr. Williams, we came and got, I said, Lord, they didn't got my car in Tallahassee, Florida. I don't know what to do. God made a way. Listen, it's just not healing. A miracle is whatever is pressing. And I had to, my confession had to be checked. God, I have more than enough to do with. I have more than enough to sow. I don't just have enough for me, I have enough for anybody else that needs. God is gonna do something amazing with my finances in my life. 
I'm going to have more than enough. I'm just not going to have a bend mentality. I'm mentally, I'm going to have a barn. I don't have enough just for me. I have enough for everybody. God's going to do exceedingly and abundantly and above all I ask or think or imagine according to the power that works with me. Those things began to be my confession because I was in a transitional stage in my life transitioning here. But can I tell you something? What God has done in this time of being obedient to him has marked me in a greater way for a greater move of the spirit. You Maybe it's not your car. Maybe it's your house. Maybe it's your body. Maybe it's your family. But whatever has been taken, I believe that God is getting ready to pull it back in. Listen. I don't care what it is. If something has been snatched from you that was rightfully yours, it belongs to you. If you got sickness in your body, he is trespassing in your body. He's trespassing. He's a violator, so he has to be removed. If your finances have been stricken, guess what? He's trespassing. He's, tr he's, on, he's on God's soil. Jesus. God's heaven's only sermon sent to the earth. The chandelier of the room. <laughs> the centerpiece of the table. He's the focal point of our lives. Imagine that, Dad. Imagine in this room there's a, a, a chandelier just hanging from the ceiling because that will be the focal point of this room. That's all he wants to be is the focal point in the room. And he wants to restore the wonder and the twinkle in your eye about him. That's just Jesus. I don't want him to just be Jesus. <laughs> I want him to be the God of miracles. I want him to be the way maker. I want him to say, well, I am the God of all mankind. And he's saying it with confidence. Is there anything? Is there, is there anything too hard for me? And he's saying, absolutely not. That's what I want you to do. How many people need a miracle in this room? Whether it be physical, financial, it doesn't matter what it is. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Hope whatever you're raising your hand for, you wrote it on your phone. I want you to take that same hand. I want you to come down here on the platform, on this altar. Because I believe that this is going to be a series. That God is going to do some miraculous signs, wonders. If you raise your hand, Show glory to God. And as you come up here, don't come up here time as before. You coming up here in faith saying, no, I, it's, he's been too good for me to not believe. He's been too good for me to not. My ulcer has nothing on the king of the universe. My tumor has nothing on the king of the universe. Close your eyes and begin to focus on the centerpiece of the room. That's him. Yeah, he, he's the focal point. He's a focal point. What do you? And in faith, I want you to begin to read Jeremiah 35, 27. Every day, say, is there anything too hard for God? And no, it's nothing too hard for God. I want that to be your confession every day. This morning. In the morning, is there anything too hard for you? No. 
No, it's nothing too hard for you. And I want you to start looking for your miracle. And I want you to start getting the ingredients to perform that miracle. What's the ingredients? To be hungry, thirsty, and my language will be, if maybe if he did it for her, Lord, I know you can do it for me. Lift your hands all over this room. You made it to the end of the message, and now what? Is God leading you to make a change? Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sharer Road in Tallahassee, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.